wherever you listen throughout the world. It's football time! Welcome back to another episode of the Gridiron Guys. Uh, it's Zach here, and you've got Cam as always, and we are ready to go for basically what is Mel Kuyper's day to um, shine. Essentially, he doesn't really exist for the other 364 days of the year, but uh, here we are. It's uh, a couple of days before the draft, and we have just sort of completed our fan draft. So, how is that going, Cam? You're all over that this couple of last couple of days. Yeah, look, uh, I mean, we're going to shout out each of the people who made a pick, but yeah, huge thanks to anyone who replied to us and commented to us and said they'll happily take a pick for a team. It was tough. I'm sorry if I jumped into your personal time and asked you questions when you were busy, but yeah, I appreciate you guys sending through everything. This has to be probably, I reckon for me, the most second most exciting thing. Season's probably third most exciting thing. Free agency's the best, but yeah, mock draft, draft season is so exciting. We're only two days away now. It just basically fills everyone with so much hope. Uh, a ball isn't even going to be played for another several months, but the amount of just absolute hope and dreams that are going to be built from this sort of day, uh, and majority of them, or 31 of them, are going to get crushed eventually, but you know, it's just the excitement that builds it, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it's huge. And look, there's just going to be so much drama to the day. It's in Vegas this year, isn't it? So I think that's just another hype that's added to it. Oh, you got to love it when they do that sort of stuff out there. Uh, I think probably a big thing uh, that you should know about this draft is this looks like it's going to be uh, one that's not going to draft the QB first. This is the first time it's happened since uh, Garrett was drafted by the Browns about four or five years ago, I think. Uh, so, you know, we've had very heavy QBs. Only two other people have been drafted as well outside as a QB in the last 10 years, and that was Jadavion Clowney and uh, Fisher to the Chiefs. Uh, Fisher was probably the mm-hmm. only one that's done well. He actually won a ring. Clowning, we know he's bumped around about four different teams now. And Garrett still trying to work out how to fix the Browns, essentially, over in Cleveland. Yeah, oh, you're absolutely right. Like every year you think, oh, yeah, it's not going to be it's not going to be a quarterback. There's so many guns. And then you get further and further into the year. The desperation comes when teams are struggling and they need a quarterback. But this year, yeah, number one pick is super contentious and it's nowhere near surrounded by a quarterback. And I don't see one going to late. I mean, someone could pull the trigger early, but we don't see it, do we? Well, you just look at this draft and it's very QB thin, isn't it? I mean, the guys at the top, Malik Willis is the one that is apparently, um, you know, pushing everyone's buttons. They're all loving him. Uh, I don't really rate him, to be honest, and I have mentioned that before. Um, but there's heaps of other guys as well that are sort of, you know, not really your franchise quarterback. you got your Sam Howes, um, Matt Corral, Bailey Zapp and Carson Strong. You do have Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter, who for me I would probably see as probably the top two quarterbacks you could potentially start this year straight out of the draft. But for the rest of them, mm. yeah, I don't sort of vibe them. And especially this Malik Willis. Like you look at his numbers, completion rate, he was about 61%. He threw 27 touchdowns and 12 interceptions for only 2,800 yards. And so that's actually the worst stats out of those sort of six, seven quarterbacks that I just read out. So I'm... Look, obviously he's, you know, done some magic on his pro day and I get that. But again, at the end of the day, when he's been playing out of Liberty, not a great conference, uh, and he's put up those sort of numbers, I can't sort of see why people want him. Yeah, I've always found this interesting. <laughs> and I suppose, I guess he's probably what they believe is the most NFL ready at the moment. 
I don't know if his ceiling's the highest. And as you said, some of those guys further down may have a higher ceiling. We're obviously going to get a guy in this draft that's going to make it in the league. It always happens. You're always going to get a quarterback that potentially goes in the sixth round like Tom Brady, or you're going to get second, third rounders that someone's picked up and they end up working out. But yeah, look, Willis will probably go first off the board, I reckon. Kenny Smallhands might go later on down the track. But yeah, Willis, I'm not sold on. I didn't realise he was an Auburn transfer. I didn't actually realise he started his career at Auburn. Mustn't have worked out there. But yeah, we're, we're not super high on the QBs this year. I think next year is going to be the go. Well, next year is absolutely going to be the go. You look at some of the names that are coming through. You've got Bryce Young, who was last year's Heisman winner. Uh, you've got guys like CJ Stroud, Caleb Williams, uh, Spencer Rattler, potentially, if he goes well, he's just transferred to South Carolina. Uh, you've got Dylan Gabriel, who's transferred from UCF to the Sooners. Uh, so, again, potentially mm. another big one there. Uh, JT Daniels has moved to West Virginia. Um, so, look, he had a bit of a shocking year last year, but he did put Georgia in basically the front seat um, to win that national championship. Obviously, Stetson Bennett as well comes back again for Georgia. Don't know if he goes to the NFL or not, but he has won a national championship. you got our man, Jakey Hayner. Uh, Bo Nix has just moved to Oregon as well. Um, Hendon Hooker, your boy out of Tennessee. Yeah, See if he runs another again. Um, and yeah. one that I think is going to be a bit of a smoky for a Heisman next year, Brennan Armstrong out of Virginia. You look at this guy. Mm. People talk about Malik Willis having a good cannon arm. This man is absolutely lights out. His numbers that he puts up is just ridiculous. And I think possibly, you know, the last couple of years he's been feeling it out, the COVID year and then last year, they didn't really have such a great draw you know, let a few games go. But I think if he can come back in a big season in a big way, he could go very far. Yeah, 100%. And I suppose that's what, when you're talking about cannon arms, and I think to myself, maybe that's why they're high on Malik Willis. We're looking at cannon arms previously. Mahomes is a cannon arm. Josh Allen's got a massive cannon on him. Like these blokes that have the big arms on them, they're not necessarily going early in the draft, but they've become superstars in the NFL. I don't know if Willis is in the same, same realm as those kind of guys, but that's maybe what they're hoping. I think so. But, I mean, you look at, like, some of those numbers that even Mahomes was putting up at Texas Tech. He was at least mm. blowing out. Like, him and Baker Mayfield oh, had yeah. probably the highest scoring college game in all time. So, at least he's not putting up yep. 27 and 12. But, as I said, probably eyes on Desmond Ritter. He obviously took the Bearcats out to the semifinals, handled himself well. He had a year of 64% completion, 30 touchdowns and eight interceptions. So, that's quite handy as well, especially with some of the teams he came up. I think they took down Notre Dame. That's right. And then they played, uh, what was it, Alabama in, or was it Georgia, sorry, in the semifinal. Um, and I thought he actually competed yep, himself yep. quite well there. Uh, and look, you look at Kenny Pickett as well. He had 67%, 42 touchdowns and seven interceptions. So I think, look, obviously the hand thing might have scared some people away, but it just means he's not going to be able to do a fake throw like Big Ben can. And I think that doesn't hurt his game one bit. No, not at all. So I think, yeah, he'll be absolutely fine. So, yeah, look, uh, Big, big draft. Uh, I think the free agency is sort of settled now. We have had a couple of things pop yeah, up, yeah. though. Uh, so we were interested to see if these would get solved before draft, but I think the way things are going, they're not. Obviously, the big thing is uh, the wide receiver contracts. Um, Jacksonville Ooh. came out and basically ruined the market with Christian Kirk. We all know that. <laughs> uh, and now everyone wants a piece of that pie. Biggest one is Debo. He has asked for a trade. Now, I think that's partially money, but it's also partially about his role in the team. So... He's come out and said that he doesn't want to be the all-purpose down back, wide receiver, three-man player, whatever. Um, you know, he's a wide receiver and he wants to be used by that. So I think for me, if he's asked that behind closed doors and said, look, I'd like to be a wide receiver, you know, is there a way that we can find me to do this? And they've said, nah, tough mm. titties, man. You're running the back. And he's like, well, pay me a bit of extra money because I'm basically running two positions. And they've said, no, 
I can see why that's fair. What are your thoughts about it? Yeah, I think it's an interesting one. And I think, yeah, it's played out pretty publicly. This one's sort of been a bit messy. It's definitely going to play out, I think, in the first round. I think someone's going to have to pull the trigger and make a play for him. My biggest call would be Jets at 10 because I think they're going to go for a wide receiver anyway. Now, how much they have to give up to San Fran? San Fran obviously don't have a first-round pick. They could use that. They could use that and grab someone different. They could grab another wide receiver because they probably need one once Debo's gone. If Debo's going to another team, they're going to need one. But, yeah, I don't know how many teams it'll work out well for him. Like, obviously, Ravens have put their hand up, but they'll probably use him like they do Devin Duvernay, and it's the same sort of role. I, 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 teams, are, if, if he's that good, they're going to utilize him like that. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. And I think the biggest thing is that's mentioned is San Francisco don't have to trade him. And just because he wants to be traded, they don't have to. And I know Le'Veon Bell came out and, you know, sang his praise. He also kept calling him Debo, which I'm not sure if that's just him. I don't know. (laughs) But anyways, Bell is interesting. We do know that guys can sit out. uh, And yeah, sure, for franchise tags, I get that. Uh, Proof is in the pudding. It doesn't work. However, I get why they want to do that. I don't think he should sit out for this sort of reason. That would be silly. Uh, but obviously the ball's in San Francisco's court. Uh, Debo's done the right thing. He's asked for a trade. Whether he gets it or not, it'll be interesting. Uh, but as you said, I like the idea. Talk about it on draft day, but it's going to take a lot. Uh, another one was AJ Brown. But again, I think that one's similar way into the water, hasn't it? Nothing's just really, you know, he just removed some stuff from his Insta and now everyone's just blown up and thought the Illuminati was coming. Yeah, that's right. There's four blokes that really got the thrown around in the name, their hat in the ring, like DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Scary Terry, and well, the other one's probably Debo. Yeah. Debo. Yeah, look, these guys' names got thrown around heaps and there's possibilities that things like that will happen. But yeah, I think Debo's the only one that I reckon will actually physically get the trade done. I don't know if the waters have been broken with any of those other guys. Yeah, it's just all muddied water. All right, shall we get into our official 2022 fan draft brought to you by the fan, you, the listener, the members? Yeah, absolutely. Look, before we get into this, I just want to say a massive thank you. We will say thank you again as each pick has come through. We'll let you know who made the pick. Um, but, yeah, it, it's been a resounding success from people in the Australian – well, mostly Australian. I'm pretty sure most of these guys are Australian. We kind of had to go a few elsewhere because sometimes it's hard to find fans of some of these lesser teams. Well, that's it. If they're not on telly and they suck, why would you go for them? <laughs> that's absolutely right. So, look, with the first pick now, Jaguars. Now, we're going to say Matty C from the uh, Aussie Fantasy Show. So, Matty's a big follower of our program. So, thank you, Matty. They has gone Aiden Hutchinson, the defensive end from Michigan or the edge rusher. Now, this one's going to be hotly contested on the first day. Number one pick, Trayvon Walker's name's been thrown around like hot, like a hyper pie. Who do you think they will go? I know Matty C's picked Aiden Hutchison. What are your thoughts on the pick? Yeah, I like this. I'd be going Aiden Hutchison too. I know I'd still think that uh, Kayvon Thibodeau was my number one, uh, but I just think that the work that Hutchinson has done after the college season has put him firmly in the seat. Uh, look, I understand that Walker, the talk about Walker is good. He obviously had a really nice 40-yard dash, um, and it's just ridiculous to see a guy his size run that fast. But the thing that I see with Walker is um, – the thing about Hutchinson and Thibodeau is they were literally the centerpieces of their defense. They basically ran Oregon. Hutchinson carried Michigan in those last four weeks against decent players and all the way to the semifinals. Um, you know, they toppled Ohio State. Trayvon Walker was on the best defense in the nation. So he he didn't have to carry it. And I think just, just from that, just from that, and because he didn't have as much numbers as the other guys, and he got all that other help. That's why I put Hutchinson in front of Walker. And if you guys like it, there's a sneaky uh, sneaky bet on the number one overall pick. 
he's Hutchison is sitting second favourites. There's a little bit of value there. Yeah, I saw that blew out today after they talk about the uh, Jaguars GM was super keen on our Trayvon Walker. Now, Trayvon Walker, yeah, as you said, wasn't even a first-round pick until he took his shirt off and ran a really fast 40. And just looked, like his combine has pretty much projected him right up the board and he's made himself so much money. So congratulations to him. Hutchison, I didn't actually see the like a hype on as much. Like, as you said, I quite like Kayvon Thibodeau, but we'll talk about him in a minute when he gets picked. But yeah, look, Aiden Hutchinson, happy with Matty C's pick and the Jaguars are going to get a good one for the rest of their career. Yeah, massive. Uh, look, moving on to the Lions. Uh, we've got this one presented to us by the Lions Zone uh, and they have gone with Kayvon Thibodeau, as I just sort of mentioned. I think I quite like that. Uh, it's one of their needs. They needed someone, either an edge or potentially I think they're talking about maybe like a QB or a bit more defensive players. So for me, Kayvon's another guy. He's just an elite player. He can go out there by himself. Um, and just ruin people. And I think, obviously, this is what the Lions need. They need to shore up that defense because they have guys on offense that can work. You know, we know Jared Goff, okay, not ideal, but he is a number one pick and he can do the job. Armin Rasein Brow came out and absolutely torched it last year as well. So they have got guys on offense to make points. They just need to stop the bleeding. Yeah, absolutely. They, and they also hit on the, in the uh, offense in the draft last year, picking up Penny Sewell, which we really loved. Like he came into his own as the season went on. Mm. Now, I guess if Trayvon Walker does go one, I think they do take Hutchinson, keep him in, uh, keep him in Michigan. Yep. Uh, so they'd be happy with that. But yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau, I think, is an interesting one because there's a lot of smoke screens around him. People saying he doesn't fit the culture. He's a reasonably intelligent dude, and I don't understand why that makes you not fit a culture. He answers questions really well, and he just sort of super smart guy i believe and i think he's going to play with a bit of a chip on his shoulder but i think that's a great pick line zone really nailed this pick so i'd be happy with Kayvon Thibodeau because i mean if he slides i'd move up for him if i was another team yeah absolutely all right uh looking at number three we've got the texans now this is brought to us by the texans tribute they've gone out and they've reached for our man so our source gardener uh look i'm not super high on this pick getting him at number three what are your thoughts cam yeah, he's a guy that's also climbed boards like our boy Trayvon Walker. Like, I mean, he's had an unbelievable season. Cincinnati had a huge season, and I mean, he gave up zero touchdowns and piss all yards in coverage. He's a lengthy, rangy corner, and he's going to do a job for whatever team he lands at. But yeah, he's really shot into CB1 conversation. I think Derek Stingley, for me, was that for a while. I know mm. he had his injury and didn't do his pro day and stuff like that. But look, yeah, it might be a bit of a reach, but it's it's also not going to be a bad pick. The Look, Texans need, as PFF said, Texans need every position. So this is one to start off with. Yeah, look, I don't mind it, to be honest. Um, they were also looking out for sort of like an edge as well. So I think this would have been a nice time for Trayvon Walker to come in if he was still there. Um, I do like either as well, uh, you know, next cab off the rank, either Evan Neal or Ikem Aquanu, just as the next best available, essentially. Yeah, oh, definitely. Look, there's, there's, there's plenty of options here. Yeah, I think Kyle Hamilton's one that's been thrown around at the top there, but... Yeah, look, we'll stick with that pick, and it's not too bad. Um, moving on to pick four. Now, we couldn't really find a Jets fan. We've got a makeshift Jets fan in Kevin Patterson, our mate. He's a good follower of the show. We love Kevin. He has gone for the Jets. He has gone Derek Stingley Jr., LSU cornerback. Now, this is what I thought was probably the number one corner. He had a pretty good pro day. He didn't do the combine. I think he was injured, so he didn't really take part in that. But as Kevin said to me, he said, every trick in the book success uh, in the book to succeed, speed, frame, change of direction in the NFL. Number three on his board and the need for the Jets was the pick, was hoping for Kayvon Thibodeau, but as we know, he went. But it was between him and Sauce Gardner. Um, and I think cornerback's a massive need for the Jets. What do you think? 
Yeah, Jets need every position on defense, essentially. Uh, well, they probably also need a new QB, but that's another talk for another day. <laughs> um, but look, I think, yeah, Derek Stingley's the guy you got to go for. Um, the defensive ends have all gone. And if someone picks up Source Gardner, that basically leaves Derek as the only other pretty much first-round CB. Oh, there might be one other, but you want to get on top of him now. And especially considering I think the Jets have another pick in about pick 10, uh, which they'd probably look to use a wide receiver. So I like this pick of defense first, and especially Derek. You look at him, as you said, injury last year, but remember back his uh, national championship season, he was wild, six picks, um, and he just dominated. And that was as a freshman. So you know this guy is legit from the start. Yeah, super legit. So I think, yeah, the Jets are going to be set and forget with this guy for a long time. Yeah, so I think moving on, we've got the Giants now. Uh, and this is where we come into uh, from, excuse me, Josh Boyer. Uh, and he has gone with E.K. Aquanu. Uh, apologies, I probably said that wrong again. But <laughs> offensive tackle, I like this one. Um, look, it's one of their needs. They could probably use a QB as well, the Giants. Uh, but I think you can't go too early for that sort of stuff at this point. So you get the best available. Personally, I like Evan Neal probably over Ikem. Uh, just I thought Evan was amazing at Alabama. He protected so well. But I think probably the one thing you get with um, Aquanu is the fact that he is not as tall and weighs a bit less. So probably got he's got a lot more range of movement on that offensive line. And I think that's probably what they want a little bit more than Evan Neal. Yeah, look, oh, Josh Boyer, great pick here from him. Uh, Iki Aquanu, like, and that's the thing, I suppose, with offensive tackles, and we spoke to Max about this in the interview with him, this draft is loaded with offensive mm. tackles, and it's changed between who's the best, who's second best, who's third best. As you said, Evan Neal's probably one that's going to go higher in the board. Um, but Aquanu, as you said, is really good. He can sort of fit that guard position. He can slide out to tackle, and as he progresses through his career, he's probably going to be a bookend on the end for them. So, look, I really rate this pick, and they've got to pick in two picks time, so they're going to get their next best again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then you move on to the Panthers. Uh, that's by Plouffe. Uh, and he's gone and he's picked up our man, Malik Willis. <laughs> yeah, look, we talked about him at the start of the episode. Now, Plouffe, yeah, he was pretty happy when this dropped to him. Um, and like, I suppose he was always going to drop to him. No one's really going to reach for a, a quarterback. I don't know what else they'd probably take in this position. They could probably trade down and still get him. But I think they'd probably be worried teams like the Steelers might come up and try and grab him as well because I think there's a few eyes on Malik Willis. But, yeah, Sam Darnold, I know uh, their coach the other day said he's going to be our starter and then backtracked and said I probably shouldn't have said that. So maybe there's a bit of a smoke screen again. But what do you think of this pick? I know you're not a huge on Malik Willis, but is he a fit for Carolina? Yeah, look, possibly a fit for Carolina. But I think if you're going to look at Malik Willis, um, you're talking about a project QB. Like, that's what they want. And I think if you're going to put him behind someone like Sam Darnold, who's clearly not going to be able to teach him anything, probably not going to be the best use of your time. I think you want to look for a guy that's ready to go like Kenny Pickett or Desmond Ritter, maybe even Matt Corral. But, uh, you know, the reason that the Steel is picking up Malik Willis sounds good is um, – They've gone back to Mitch Trubisky, who's had a fair few years. He was a starter. He was actually good. He went to the playoffs. He's now sat under Josh Allen on that Bills offense, so he can understand and he can sort of pass on maybe some wisdom. And, you know, I mean, Sam Darnold could probably pass on some what not to do's as well, but I think, you know, Mitch Trubisky <laughs> is probably going to be a better person to learn under and especially that system out at Steelers. Uh, you know, Mike Tomlin is so great. He sh- would be able to work with Willis and that's what you want. You've got a project there. So, Look, I don't hate the I don't hate the pick for Carolina um, getting a QB. I mean, they could probably shore up some other pits on offensive tackle or guard or even in a cornerback. Um, 
but essentially with the, what's available, I like your idea of trading down for them, to be honest. Yeah, I think we're actually going to see, I think there's a few teams that are going to be happy to trade back. It's not normally the case in most drafts. People want to trade up and sort of capitalize, but there's a lot of depth in positions this year that people could work back and start to pick up a few others. But look, happy with Malik Willis at pick six. Now we go back to the Giants with pick seven. So again, Josh Boyer, thank you again for your pick. Uh, now he's gone with Trayvon Walker. Now one that could be gone at pick one. So they might have to look elsewhere, but they could pick up another edge further down the pack. Um, a good pick for them at seven. I think Walker's position at seven is probably fair assessment of where he's at. I don't think he's the top edge in the draft. I think he's sitting around, he's a top five, but I don't think he's sitting around that top mark. Giants, I think that's pretty good for them in their draft. I think that's pretty, yeah, that's that's the lock, lock and set. Um, basically, whatever happens, I think you pick one of those defensive ends there. Um, you've either got obviously Thibodeau and Hutchinson or Walker, and it's like for like essentially. Um, you could wait essentially for Jermaine Johnson too, but I think for a pick that high, you don't want to pick him up then. So just adding another playmaker for them. Very good. Um, moving on to the Falcons. We've got Brisbane flag football, and they are looking to pick up the one Jordan Davis. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, Jordan Davis, defensive tackle from Georgia. Um, I mean, Brisbane flag football does an amazing job up in Brisbane. They've, the flag football tournaments are killing it at the moment. He was happy to keep it you know, within Georgia, keeping him in Atlanta. Um Davis is one that a few people further down the track really wanted to pick and they were pretty upset that he went pretty high um, from some of the other teams. Now, this is another guy who just blitzed the combine. He's not many teams are going to run on this bloke. Like he's going to stuff the run all day. He had a ridiculous, a ridiculous combine for a guy his size. He should not be able to move the way he does at that size. Yeah, I think that's probably the only thing that they're worried about is that his movement is really great and it's explosive, but if he needs to redirect and things like that, he's going to come up with some problems. But I think in the run blocking, that's not a bad idea. You look at what Atlanta need. Other than that, probably like a wide receiver or running back, potentially a corner, but we do know that you don't want to take a running back first round. No good CBs are left. Um, you could have potentially gone for a wide receiver at this pick, but uh, look, I'm, I, I like that one at number eight. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. Now we'll move on to the Seattle Seahawks. Now this has come out of the Russell Wilson trade. So this was originally your boys pick, mm. Denver Broncos. So you've got to be happy with what you've got in return. Now Seattle are definitely after a quarterback. I don't think this is where it's going to be myself. And this Scott, uh, Scott Smith is the man who's made this pick and he doesn't believe the same either. He has gone Evan Neal, tackle Alabama. Yeah, no, I like that. Uh, it's a good spot for them. It's one of their needs, essentially. You're right. They do need a quarterback. Uh, they can't run through with Drew Locke, essentially, or they may try by the looks of it. But basically, you got to see what falls. Um, but just getting up some, even just some protection for him, if you do use Drew Locke for the year, that was probably his biggest issue out at uh, Denver. He just didn't have enough time to do it. And that's the thing. Even a bad quarterback, if you give them some time, they'll be able to make some throws. Yeah, definitely. Oh, look, what is your thoughts? And I think this has sort of been hyped up a little bit. Now, it might be a day two or three trade. Baker Mayfield has been floated around to Seattle. Yeah, look, that's an interesting one. I think we sort of talked about would we ever see Baker Mayfield back as a QB1? Um, and majority of teams, you would sit there and think probably not. Uh, but for something like Seattle, if they're able to get him on the cheap and a bit of a stopgap potentially for the next year or two just to fill a hole while they build up some other other roster positions over the years, I think that's not a bad idea if they can get him on the cheap. 
Yeah, oh, definitely. That's the thing. Like, it's, it's, it's a far cry from Russell Wilson. But look, that's a short-term fix. I think if it works out, brilliant for them. But there might be a team looking in the future for a quarterback. But Evan Neal is a fantastic pick. I think he could go higher. He could, I don't know if he'll drop much further past nine. Yeah. All right. Now, working on to number 10, we've got the Jets. Uh, thanks to Kevin Patterson again. And look, this is going to be the first wide receiver off the bank. Uh, we did mention this before that the Jets do need this. Uh, and I really like this pick. This is Drake London out of USC. Now, probably the best wide receiver, in my opinion, on in the draft. I mean, you've got guys like Garrett Wilson, uh, Jameson Williams, and Chris Olave. Uh, you know, especially those two guys from Ohio State, they balled out. Um, but it shows you to the character that Drake London had. He was injured halfway through the year through USC. He was the best receiver in college at that time. Um, so massive injury hasn't been able to really do anything for half the year and he's still looking like the number one ride receiver and he looks like he's going to be a baller so and i think this is probably going to be good for them because we did see i know we talked about not wanting um chase to go to the bengals last year just to you know joe burrow Mm. give him some protection but give him a playmaker let him throw the ball to someone let him make the play so i think that's going to help take a bit of slack off zach wilson's back down in new york yeah, 100% now. This is what Kevin said. He said, look, he believes he's going to be a 100-target person, a 1,000-yard guy. It's his safest wide receiver one bet. Box DBs out beautifully. Great hands, red zone weapon for Wilson. I agree with him. And this is one where we said we could see Debo Samuel being traded and they could trade out for San Francisco with a few other picks. But Drake London is a really good pick. He's such a big guy. His big body, his catch radius is huge. And I think Kevin's made a great pick for the Jets there. Yeah, very good. Then moving on to the Commanders, uh, they're going to pick up Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. Uh, look, he he's a great guy. He's got huge height, weight, and arm length and mobility. Uh, we saw he was excellent at the contest point when making plays on the ball. It was really good in the zone coverage, which I think is just going to be something that Washington needs. They just need someone again. This is going to be another one of those teams where they need someone on the defense just sort of to stop the bleeding and basically prevent more trouble happening because that's where their biggest issue was, I think. Oh, yeah, this guy's going to be huge in the defense for them. Now, it, this guy's a really interesting one. He didn't test really well, and that's probably what's made him sort of slide. He could go anywhere for me from pick three down to pick 15, 16. He could slide anywhere. He could go up as high as three. I'd be happy to have him if you fell to the Ravens. I think you could slot him in there. He'd just be an absolute heavy hitter. He could come up as a linebacker. He's just a big body, and he's going to command the field, and I love him. I reckon he's a really great pick, and I reckon he's copped a bit of, bit of slack that he probably shouldn't have. <laughs> All right, and then moving into number 12, we've got the Minnesota Vikings, uh, which is uh, STX Ven. Am I, <laughs> have I read that right? Yeah, look, I'm not sure exactly. It could be Stephen. I'm not 100% sure. He said he's a Vikings diehard, so Stephen, really appreciate that. I'm not 100% sure Zach's got that right, so we apologize. <laughs> uh, he has gone. Now, they've gone. This is a guy who's climbed boards, I believe. Cornerback out of Washington, Trent McDuffie. Yeah, look, I haven't seen too much of this guy, to be honest. Uh, obviously, coming out of Washington in the Pac-12, um, talks about his height's only um, 5'11", so he's a little bit sh- smaller, and he's only a 193. So not as big as some of those other guys we're talking about, so may get pushed around a little bit. Uh, do we see him making an impact straight away? Uh, look, potentially, he's going to have a lot of chance to try it out of the Vikings. Uh, you play guys like Aaron Rodgers uh, twice a year, so get ready for that, bud. Yeah, absolutely. I look, he's going to be opposite, I'd say, what, Patrick Peterson. So if he gets the start. Um, but Trent McDuffie's one of the two Washington cornerbacks that's going to go in this draft. I think Kyler Gordon's probably going to fall in the second round. Not a bad pick for uh, 
for uh, sorry Vikings here. They probably could use someone like Jordan Davis too if he fell to them. And they've also could probably look at a guard somewhere along the offensive line they could really use as well. But look, I'm happy with Trent McDuffie to the Vikings. Now we move on to the Texans' second pick, pick 13. Now Texans Tribute has done this again. He was happy with the wide receiver. He said if Jamison mm. Williams or Garrett Wilson are still available, they will take them. I think Jamison Williams is a fantastic pick. Now he got injured. I still believe he's an unbelievable wide receiver out of Alabama. Yeah, look, personally, I like Garrett Wilson probably over Williams uh, just because of that ACL tear. You look at Williams, uh, he came through, tore his ACL in that college football playoff game. Uh, and we're mm. not quite – he's still rehabbing as well as we speak, so we're not quite sure if he'll be back for the start of the season. Look, long-term, he's going to be an absolute jet. It's just what you sort of need now, um, which I think might work for the Texans because obviously they're not a win-now team. Uh, so if they can mm. able to get this guy in their building and rehab him right – uh, as you said, they can probably get one of their playmakers out, you know, to someone like Davis Mills or whatever, or whatever QB ends up with them, uh, and look yeah. for the long term future. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Look, I think that's a great pick, and Texans need everything that they can get, and that's a great one. So, look, now we've moved on to my boys, and this is my pick, uh, Baltimore Ravens. Now, I kind of got stumped when I got to this pick because I saw a juicy pick of Charles Cross. That's dropped, and I don't think he'll drop that far. I think someone will probably take him earlier than this. I was hoping for someone like a Jordan Davis or a Kayvon Thibodeau to fall. Now, we've been told that the Ravens are looking to trade up. That's not really a move that the Ravens do in drafts. They like to trade back and build capital. Now, we have a lot of capital in the fourth and the third. We have shitloads of picks from compensatory picks. Um, so I've gone Jermaine Johnson. We really need an edge to go opposite Jason Oway. We really need to attack the QB our pressure on quarterbacks isn't fantastic since we've lost guys like Zadarius Smith, Matt Judon. Our secondary will be back to full health, but they need the help from that edge. So, look, I'm happy with Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, I like Jermaine Johnson because obviously he's very versatile. He can play as the outside linebacker or the defensive end. Uh, so you can throw him out anywhere. You size him up with Oway and you look like a force to be reckoned with. And, again, another one of those teams. I think the issue with your guys was you let in a lot of points. And, again, your boy Lamar was able to run him back quite well and score plenty. Mm. But, you know, yep. you guys could be belting people if you just kept the score down. I do, however, do like the idea of you guys going for Charles Cross. I think if you're mm-hmm. able to get any sort of protection for Lamar and just help him, that can only make you so much better. So, look, toss of a coin post probably. I'd be leaning towards the Charles Cross pick, but I do like the mm. Jermaine Johnson one absolutely for sure. Yeah, now I guess, yeah, it's funny you say that because I probably thought the same. Now, I looked at Charles Cross and he is a left tackle. I know you could probably slide him across to right tackle. And this is probably based on what Ronnie Stanley does. Now, they've come out the other day and said Ronnie Stanley's tracking well and he should be right for the start of the season. But he played one game in two years. Um, we've paid a lot of money for a guy like Ronnie Stanley and he is he's a gun, all pro. But, yeah, if we take a tackle, I reckon there's issues with Ronnie Stanley that we don't know about. Absolutely. Uh, now, moving on to the Eagles, this is our man, Meikle's Hot Minute. He's come in and made the pick here um, for them, and he's gone to Kobe Dean out of Georgia. Look, I don't mind this one. Uh, probably the Eagles need to look up at a bit of defense, but, and look, to be honest, I would like them to obviously have more offensive playmakers, uh, you know, something like a tight end or, God forbid, they draft another wide receiver three years in a row or whatever it is running now. <laughs> so I think possibly that's why they need to go on that side. Um, a corner wouldn't be a bad idea, but again, by the time that they're drafting, I don't think there's going to be a good one available. So look, Nakobe Dean is probably the, uh, probably your best pick here. Comes out of Georgia. There is Devin Lloyd who would be available as well at the same position out of Utah, 
But Nicobe Dean, easily that better option for me. Yeah, look, I think it's not a bad pick. Miku is an f- interesting one for me because he's not a huge fan of taking linebackers, especially that early, but Nicobe Dean is one. And look, it's a need for them. That or corner or safety, I think, probably is a need for them, as you said. Could go wide receiver as well if there's one that falls to them that's decent. They've got another pick in three picks time. They did have another one, but they did trade that to New Orleans, probably because they want to draft a quarterback next year. I think they're trying to build some capital for next year. Um, so look, I'm um, Dean to the Eagles. I'm happy with that. Now that gets us on to the pick collected from the Eagles in the New Orleans Saints. Now this pick was from Brent Garvey. Thank you, Brent. Um, he spoke to me a bit before and he was pretty keen on getting a quarterback. He's not huge on Jameis Winston. I don't know. I'm not sure on Jameis Winston either. He started the season quite well, got played with an injury, um, but we could see him back this year, but he has gone Desmond Ritter quarterback Cincinnati. Yeah, look, I like that. I'm with him. I think Jameis Winston is going to be good for them next year. He provided quite well at the start of the year until he tore his ACL. Um, look, the Taysom Hill experiment's clearly over. And I think they had Trevor Simeon as their third string. So, look, they were sort of getting a little bit low. And without going in and dipping into the market and potentially, I don't know, picking up Ryan Fitzpatrick or, you know, Mike Glennon, the long neck, someone like that, <laughs> I think you go into the draft to get your backup QB. Um, and you can get a decent one. Obviously, we mentioned Kenny Pickett's one. Desmond Ritter, I really like. Um, I think he's going to move quite well with them. You could potentially look at some someone like Matt Corral or Sam Howe um, down that way. I think Sam Howe could probably line up well with Jameis, famous Jameis. But look, best available, to be honest, and that's Desmond Ritter. Yep, I think so. Now we move on to pick 17, the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, I apologise to the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers Legion, big uh, big fan page of the Chargers. He was probably late in America and he wasn't able to get back to me in time. So I've got taken the liberty of making the pick for them. He's come back to me and said he wanted Garrett Wilson, which I can see happening. I could see them taking Garrett Wilson here as a wide receiver to go along with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But I have chosen right tackle Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa to shore up the bookends in Rashawn Slater and Trevor Penning. I think that helps protect Herbert for the next few years. And this guy's climbed up boards again from the combine. Yeah. I mean, you look at the charges, that offensive, the right-hand side of that offensive line is pretty shambly, to be honest. Um, They've got plenty of guys, but I think they need to go for someone on that offense. As you said, shore it up. They've gone out and they've picked up Khalil Mack. Um, So their defense is fine. I don't think they need to do anything with that. They've got plenty of playmakers on receiver, running back, so I think your best option is to basically just show up that line and let it get to work, basically. Um, looking in, let's work into the Eagles again. They come back in, and this time, not by Mikkel, but we've got our man over at Retro Round. Uh, it's Michael Bamback, and he's picked up Tyler Linderbaum with that pick. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I didn't mind it. I was thought it was an interesting one from him, but he's gone with a bit of a spiel here. He's let me know. So he said he's going with something. He just said as well, I'm going with something a bit different to the mainstream mocks, which is he's absolutely right in saying. Jason Kelsey is one of the best centers of all time, but he's year to year. As he's right, he does get injured a little bit, and this could be his last year. Uh, so let's get his replacement for the next 10 years. He's gone center, Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. I don't hate the pick. Uh, look, Kelsey's not going to be there forever. You're going to need someone to usurp him. And what better player than Linderbaum? Uh, I mean, you could go other options here for the Eagles, but I don't hate the pick at all. Yeah, no, it's a good one. Uh, as you said, certainly looks towards the future, which is nice. It's not an absolute need at the moment. So probably picking up in round one, is there something potentially they could go more after, um, like a cornerback or even, as we said, another wide receiver again? You know, Jalen Rager's 
going to get dropped eventually, isn't he? Uh, but look, I don't mind this pick. It helps them out. And it gives them an idea, as he said, look, long-term, they're going to be looking for a new quarterback next year, likely. Uh, we know that Hertz has mm-hmm. got another year. Unless yeah. he does something amazing, he's gone next year. And, you know, if you're shoring up the future of your quarterback, I don't see any issue with that. No, not at all. Now we go back to pick 19, Brent Garvey again. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Brent Garvey again. Uh, he has picked up an absolute gem in Charles Cross tackle from Mississippi State. Now this guy will not fall this far in the actual draft, I don't believe. Pick 19 is a far fall for him. But look, if you were the Saints picking him up pick 19, you'd be absolutely laughing. Look, again, another gem. Uh, a great, huge guy, essentially. He is a great run blocker in this draft. And as we sort of said, the Saints... Um, they need to pick up on protecting that QB. If they go out, they get a nice QB, they get one for the future, and then they go out someone to protect them, they can basically shore it up. Uh, someone to actually push out of the way and get Alvin Kamara some running lanes as well wouldn't hurt them at all. No, absolutely. And look, wide receivers probably a need for these guys too, but it depends on Michael Thomas and what he does. But yeah, let's protect the line. I love that. Now we have gone across to pick 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers. This has come from Richard Sam. Thank you, Richard. Uh, he was pretty disappointed when he saw what was available. He was pretty keen on Jordan Davis. And he also said Malik Willis is one you really like now. For me, I believe Malik Willis probably could land. Uh, the Steelers, if they do trade up, if he starts falling and the Panthers don't take him, but he's just happy to say he's going to go Chris Alave, wide receiver, Ohio State. I like that pick. They've lost Juju. They've still got Deontay Johnson, but Olave is a home run hitter. Yeah, I mean, get another weapon for your guy. Trubisky's coming back. He's full of confidence. Why not get someone who can go out there and ball? Uh, you've got Chase Claypool as well. So that actually brings up their offensive stocks quite well. We saw Najee Harris go to work last year, so the running game's absolutely set. Uh, their front seven is quite good too. Um, yeah. So I think, look, I like this pick. Outside of them going after another QB, uh, I don't think it's worth doing it in the first round considering that Desmond Ritter and Willis are sort of gone already. So the other guys I'd probably leave till the second or third round, but I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Now... Pick 21, the New England Patriots now. I apologize. I had Patriots Nation on this one again, American time. We struggled. Gibbo said he was going to make the pick, but we don't trust Gibbo's judgment. No, so I made the pick myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I have gone Devin Lloyd, who I believe is the best linebacker in the draft this year, linebacker from Utah. Yeah, well, basically just getting that next man up, aren't you? Um, between Devin mm-hmm. Lloyd and Nicobe Dean, we said was a kind of like for like. Uh, look, I like Dean, you like uh, Lloyd, but basically it's one of their needs and you go in, you get your man. Yeah, this is, this seems like another Bill Belichick pick for me. Um, and look, they I think they traded Chase Winovich, who I think is a linebacker for them to the Browns. So it feels a need for them. They've either got needs at wide receiver and edge, but look, I'm happy with this pick for them. Yeah, then moving on, uh, we've got the Packers now. And this one's thanks to Lucas Walsh, uh, and he's gone after Garrett Wilson. I'm a big fan of this one. Obviously, they lost a big wide receiver here in Devontae Adams, and they've got a massive hole to fill. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has shown that he's able to do magic, uh, even with the absolute list that he's had. So getting him a decent wide receiver who can go out there and, again, just play some fucking ball, uh, you know, is going to help satisfy him and keep him out of the headlines. And I think that's a happy Packers team, really, when Aaron is not talking much. Yeah, look, look, Lucas said to me, he said, is he crazy or is Garrett Wilson still available? Look, the Packers haven't taken a wide receiver in the first round, I don't believe, ever. But he just said, look, I think we realistically will get Traylon Burks. 
because I don't think Wilson would be available. But if he's here, I'm going to 100% lock that in. So Lucas has taken Garrett Wilson, I think, again. That's another home run hitter. These are higher state wide receivers. There's two this year. There's one next year in Smith and Jigbra, I believe. And they're just a factory now pumping them out. Oh, they've gone absolutely wild recently, haven't they? Uh, look, yeah. then we move on down to the Cardinals. And that one's thanks to Shay. Uh, and he's gone out with George Kadlaftis. What are your thoughts? Yeah, we love Shay. Thanks, Shay, for doing this one for us. Uh, he's a big Cardinals fan. Yeah, George Kadlaftis is an edge that I don't mind out of Purdue. Purdue is, uh, was pretty good on defense last year, and it's probably thanks to this guy now. He may He's a top five edge for me. He could go higher. He could fall this far, but he's definitely, look, a solid pick, I think, it's hard to say because there's these big names earlier in the draft that he sort of gets overshadowed by, but I think this guy's production in the NFL could be massive now. In the in the Cardinals team, I think he's going to th- he's going to thrive. Yeah, for sure, and that's certainly what they're looking for. Uh, they've got plenty of guys on that offense, so working on that defense and just shoring up a few shots there. Uh, then we move on to the Cowboys. Uh, we got our man David C. And he has gone after a wide receiver, uh, and that would be Traylon Burks, who is probably the last one remaining in the draft, isn't he? At least in this first round. Yeah, I think in this first round, it's probably it. Like, I think Jahan Dotson is one that could probably fly up the board there. I think he could be good in the league. Um, yeah, wide receiver from Arkansas, Traylon Burks. Now, David said to me, losing Amari Cooper and Jerry Jones wanting offensive firepower could look here, especially Arkansas wide receiver that's big, athletic, and from Jerry Jones's old college. You couldn't write a better script there. So David H. I don't know why I wrote David C, but David <laughs> H. That's a, a lovely pick, and I do like that for the Cowboys. Very good. All right, and then moving on, we've got the Bills now, and this one's thanks to Tim Elder, and he's gone in with Brees Hall, uh, the running back. Interesting, taking a running back out in the first round. Look, I don't hate the idea. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, look, he said we need an RB, and I think he's the one in the draft, and I absolutely agree with him here. Now, running backs in the first round, Hasn't always worked out for teams, but for a team like Buffalo, who Devin Singletary is there, and I can't remember who the other one is that they've currently got, but this just complements their their team on the offense fantastically. Plenty of good wide receivers, good tight end. Josh Allen needs more help, and this is the help that he needs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think this is probably what they've got to go for. Um, Basically, they picked up Von Miller, so their defense is firing. They probably need another cornerback um, to sit out on the other side, but as you said, by this sort of time, it's going to be hard for them to get anyone decent. Yeah, look, they need to add that running back after looting Jay-Z McKissick in free agency. So that'll just add them another offensive weapon for them. Yeah, love that. So now we move on to pick 26, the Tennessee Titans. This comes courtesy of Taylor from the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. We love those boys over there. Uh, Taylor, a huge man himself, probably could play this position too. He has gone Kenyon Green, guard, Texas A&M. Um, love this pick. Tennessee need protection for their run game. They love bloody running the rock and Eric Henry does a great job at it. So why not pick a guard? Absolutely. That's just a pick and stick for them. I don't like, I love it at all. Uh, then we're looking at the Bucks. This one's thanks to Elliot Lovejoy and he's gone out and he's picked David Ajabo for them. Uh, look, I'm a big fan of this pick. I don't mind them. And what they've got to do basically is just show up the defense right now. Uh, their offense is good. Tom Brady's come back and he's going to, you know, make magic happen, probably bring back um, Gronk as well. So just adding up another piece on the defense. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I hit up Elliot late in the piece because I had Hazy. So apologies to Glenn Hayes, our friend who now lives over in the States. He's a massive Bucks fan. Um, I'll see what he would have gone. But look, Elliot's come in. He's happy with David Ajabo. I think that's a great pickup for them. I know the injuries probably made him slide this far. 
uh, the Achilles injury, he should be right for the season, but it might be a work in progress. But for them, he could probably sit behind a few guys and learn from a few guys there at Buccaneers. So I love that pick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so now we're looking at number 28 uh, and we go back to the Packers again. And this one's from Troy Doherty. And so he's gone out and got the offensive tackle, Bernard Raymond, uh, which I enjoy the pick. It's a need of theirs. Uh, we did say they need a wide receiver and he's gone out and gotten that earlier um, in Garrett Wilson. So now just getting another bloke to go out and protect Aaron Rodgers. Very big fan of that. Yeah, that's right. Now, Troy was meant to do this one originally. I didn't hear back from Troy, so apologies, mate, but appreciate you putting your hand up to make the pick. We went, no, that's okay. I, I probably should have written that properly. I went back to Lucas for this one. Uh, Lucas has said he's, look, it's a tough spot. He's a huge fan of Jahan Dotson, as I said earlier. Um, but he said, going to go get their offensive tackle. We let Billy go. Back to Yari is not healthy yet. Maybe even a linebacker like N'Kobe Dean if he's available. Yeah, he was happy with Bernard Raymond's tackle from Central Michigan. Look, tackles, if we said, are going to fly off the board here. Tackles, edge rushers, wide receivers, and potentially quarterbacks if the dominoes start to fall right. So there's going to be some serious talent that's going to drop down the board. Day two is going to be some serious diamonds in the – well, not even diamonds in the rough, just serious gems that are going to fall in the hands of some of these teams. So great pick for the Packers there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then we go on to the Chiefs, and this one's from Endzone Collectibles. Uh, shout out to the boys down there. And they've gone Daxton Hill, uh, the safety. Look, I like that pick. Uh, you look at Kansas City and basically their offense is fine. They were clearly, you know, one of the better offenses. You saw them towards the end of the year as well, and they absolutely dominated. Uh, we talk about that playoff game against the Bills. What a what a game. But what they could have done on there is a bit better on defense. So I think a guy like this shores up their secondary a lot. Yeah, look, I love this. Daxton Hill's a great pick. This is the third Michigan product off uh, the board in the first round for this one. Um, so he's actually said, Look, Daxton Hill, a ready-built starter for the Chiefs, D, to help fill the void of the departure of Matthew. Now, Tyron Matthew, we know, has not gone anywhere yet, but if they make this pick, they're probably not going to bring him back into the house. I think I've seen him at the Saints, and he may go elsewhere, but look, he said Hill can play deep and also in the slaughters and nickel corner. This kid is just too good to not be taken in the first round. I love that spiel from him. Yeah, beautiful. And then we have the Chiefs backing up again, so that's again with the end zone collectibles, um, and they've gone and picked Devontae Wyatt, uh, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. I mean, again, we talked about it. Offense is fine. Defense, that's where they need to shore it up, and they're getting this guy, and he could absolutely fill a hole for them. Yeah, huge. Now, this is the fourth Georgia product off the board. There could be as many as five with George Pickens, but, yeah, look, he was really happy with this. Another draft prospect ready for immediate impact for the Chief D. White ranks as the draft's highest-grade interior defensive lineman. All the focus has been on his teammate, Jordan Davis, but it's very clear that White was the better pass rusher at Georgia is going to cause havoc to opposing QBs. I love that from him. I think he's absolutely bang on. Jordan Davis' tape, his measure, and like everything he did at the combine really shot him up the boards. But Devontae White is an unsung hero of that defense, I believe. Yeah, love that. Uh, look, now we move on to the second last pick. Uh, we're almost through. This one's at the Bengals, thanks to Adrian Mitchell. Uh, now, he's gone Logan Hall, uh, the defensive end out of Houston. Look, don't mind that pick at all. Obviously, what let the Bengals down was a bit of defense, most likely on cornerback, actually, uh, thanks to old mate Eli Apple out on an island there. But, uh, <laughs> look, I don't mind this one. It gets someone down there and puts pressure on the opposing QBs. Wouldn't hate them going after an offensive lineman. We did say last year it's probably mm. something they need. And again, yep. Burrow got smacked. Um, so, you know, potentially is 31 a bit too early to go up for tackle considering the ones that have gone off? Now I know a good guy called Max Mitchell who you can go after, but that's just me personally. Uh, so, look, 
don't hate this pick, but probably I'd be leaning towards finding an offensive tackle for them. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Max, and I think this he mentioned that Logan was a bloke that he ruined with at the senior bowl, and he said, "Look, Logan's a gun player. He went up against him, and he said he's a really good player." Now I agree with you. They could go offensive line. They did really hit that in free agency, and they really spent some dollars there and brought in a lot of guys. But yeah, there's guys like Zion Johnson now. Adrian did. I asked him for a few preferences because we were waiting for the Chiefs picks. He had Logan Hall, Kaya Elam, the cornerback out of Florida, and Zion Johnson. And Zion Johnson's the guy that I could believe go there. Tyler Smith, a tackle. And again, our boy Max Mitchell is one that I believe could fit at Cincinnati. I hope he doesn't. I'm not a huge fan of Cincinnati. Sorry, Adrian, but uh, I'd like to see Max land somewhere else. But yeah, look, great pick. I think Cincinnati can't do no wrong there. Yeah, and then finally, to finish it up, uh, we've got the Lions in number 32 with Lions Zone. Uh, they've gone in the QB, Kenny Pickett, uh, as we sort of talked about him all afternoon. Probably the best quarterback, I think, you know, NFL ready off the board out of all those ones that we talked about. You know, we talked about his yards and everything. Uh, did well for Pittsburgh. So ready to go. I think that's not a bad pick for the Lions, to be honest. You can either have him play or don't have him play. I don't mind it. But at least you're not sort of, as I said, like with the project quarterback with Malik Willis, he needs someone to help him out. Goff can't help Malik Willis out. Kenny Pickett can overthrow Goff, though. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny's been always talked about for his small hands throughout this whole process. Now, line zone, we apologize. We had to make this pick as you were probably asleep. <laughs> but we thought quarterback's probably the go. We've talked, seen that talked about a lot for the Lions. Look, they could trade back here and go into the second round and pick up more capital. But there's options there for them. I mean, Carson Strong, Kenny Pickett, um, Sam Howell is even one that they could land. Sitting behind golf, I think they're going to need another one for the future. I don't think golf is the long-term solution for them. No, not at all. So, look, that wraps up our 32 picks. Uh, I think that was a good one. It looks pretty good, doesn't it? You feel that a lot of guys are out there able to fix the teams and find out what the team needs are, uh, but there's certainly going to be plenty of other guys there because this is a deep one for positional draft, isn't it? Oh, it's huge. Day two and three is where we're really going to find some of these top prospects. But look, I think I was really happy with how that draft like process went. I was really happy with people putting their hand up to help us out. And they know their team better than we know their team. They know what their team needs. And I think that's worked really well. I'm really happy with that. So look, once this drops tomorrow morning, and this is going to be Thursday morning, you're going to have 24 hours until the real thing happens on Friday. Um, are you excited for the draft? Because I mean, you're not in the first round, but it's always an exciting time. Oh, look, as I said, it's where dreams are made, essentially. So I can't wait to watch. Oh, I've got no uni on, so I've just got the whole day to just sit there and just veg out on my couch and enjoy myself. So I'll be listening to the sweet, soothing sounds of Mel Kuyper and Adam Schefter, and hopefully we make some magic happen. Absolutely. Look, yeah, so we're, we're, we're probably going to throw out some stuff over the next few days as it's happening but we want to really keep our eye out for guys that we've talked to. Max Mitchell, we're really excited about. Daniel Falele, Aussie guy, could go in the second round as another offensive tackle. And Bailey Flint, we are hoping, gets picked up in the draft. If not, he will get picked up afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we can't wait to see that happen. So, but for them, thanks for joining us uh, and we'll catch you guys all next time. Thanks for letting us in your crib. It's been real.